okay. Now that everybody is here, eh? so we can maybe commence the house dana. Eh? Eh, first of all, eh, we'd like to thank Sister Queenie and family eh, for inviting all of us to come over eh, to partake in the house dana and all the generosity and wholesomeness that we are going to develop. Eh? And also a very good morning. Eh? to all brothers and sisters in the Dhamma, especially Queenie's friends, <laughs> many of them. Then even, I think, uh, this one is Peggy. Uh, uh, she is my office colleague, actually. Uh, uh, <laughs> oh, Betty, sorry. Yeah, Betty. Yeah. I heard Peggy. Somebody said, oh, you are Peggy. <laughs> oh, so that is Betty. So, must forgive me uh, for confusing the two. <laughs> you are every time call her Queenie, suddenly become Betty. <laughs> Peggy. <laughs> anyway, today is the 13th, uh, January 2019, so it's the beginning of a new year, uh, 2019. And 2019, let us uh, hope will be a auspicious and good year for all of us too, as usual. So if you have the Dhamma, if you understand the teaching and know how to conduct yourself, you will have the good life. You don't worry about what people tell you. Every day is auspicious day. <laughs> then if you have a good mind, yeah, your life will be beautiful. Yeah. So basically, Dhamma is very simple. Avoid all evil, have goodness, then purify your mind, means train your mind, develop the understanding of mind. When you understand mind, you understand everything. <laughs> because the Buddha said, our mind is the forerunner of all things. Mind is chief. When mind arises, everything arises. So if you don't take care of mind, you cannot cope with life. <laughs> to take care of life, you only need to take care of mind. So, it's very simple uh, when you understand. But when you don't understand, you make a lot of mistakes. Because your physical body with the consciousness inside is actually a very beautiful tool for you to come to this world. So you need to know how to use them properly. If you know how to use your mind, if you're the user of this body and mind has wisdom, then you will do all the right things. You will not be deluded. You will not be heedless. And you have the good life, definitely. <laughs> so Dhamma is not that difficult when you understand. Okay, so today we will start off with puja offering. So you should nominate your family member or your good friend to light. Oh, candle light already. Incense. Oh, okay. Oh, electric one. <laughs> That's why I, I don't see smoke coming out. <laughs> uh, but the light really look like real incense. <laughs> okay, you nominate whoever, eh? your family member or your good friend. Ah, yeah. They're your good friend. Eh? You, how many... How many... 
Ah, uh, the candle and the incense. How many do you have? Uh, two. Two candles. Two candle, one incense. One incense. A uh, gallon. Gallon. Ah, uh, can put on the gallon. Offer the gallon. Uh, put on the Kuan Yin and Buddha Rupang. Uh. So you can have five people. Uh. Nominate five. Uh. Ah, The rest of us can stand, eh? Then we rejoice. Sadhu, 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 Sadhu. Sadhu 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 Garland, you want them to hang it on the rupa? Yeah. Yeah. Can go in. Uh, uh. Yeah. Slowly, yeah. Sadhu. 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 Okay, now we can maybe make the offering, eh? take the fruits, eh? the, the tree first, sorry, the tree first, the tree, eh? sadhu, 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 Sadhu. Both sides can go. Both sides. Sadhu, 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 Sadhu.
the food item huh? now so the food is at the back or in front oh, okay now my we can offer from here huh? we just rejoice Sadu. 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 okay you can be seated then we can do the chanting <coughs> the faith sada virya then mindfully we shall commence the puja hmm. the author is there eh? if you all want to face that direction you can eh? so we will chant the salutation namo pensu sajiamoni fo namo pensu sajiamoni fo Namo Pensu Sujia Monifong Namo Kwan Suing Pusa Namo Kwan Suing Pusa Namo Kwan Suing Pusa Namo For Pusa Namo For Pusa Namo For Pusa Arahang Sama Sambuto Bagawa Bhutang Bhagavantang Abhiwademi Swakato Bhagavata Dhammo Dhammang Namasami Supatipano Bhagavato Sāvaka-sāṅgo Sāṅhāng-namāmi Okay, you all can be seated. Then turn to page one of the chanting book. We will chant from the Vandana onward. Namo-ahasa-bhagavato Arahato Samasambhudasa Namo Atasa Bhagavato Arahato Sa 
สนะโมตัสปะกาวะโตอะระหะโตสัมมาสัมบุตตะสบุตังสารนังกัจามิดัมมังสารนังกัจามิสังหังสารนังกัจามิเดชยามปีบุตังสารนังกัจามิเดชยามปีดัมมังสารนังกัจามิเดชยามปีสังหังสารนังกัจามิเดียมปีปตังสารนังกัจฉามิตาเดียมปีดัมมังสารนังกัจฉามิตาเดียมปีสังหังสารนังกัจฉามิปานาทิปตาเวรมณีสิกาปดังสมาดิยามิอาดีนาตานาเวรมณีสิกขาปดังสมาดิยามิตามิสุมิชาชาราเวรมณีสิกขาปดังสมาดิยามิโมสาวดาเวรมณีสิกขาปดังสมาดิยามิสุราเมรายามาจาปมาดัตานาเวรมณีสิกขาปะดังสมาดิยามิน้าวิวชันเดปฏิปะปุจจะ offering of light กันนาสารปะดิเทนาดิเพนาตามาดังสินาติโลคังดิปังสัมบุตังปุจายามิตามโนดังกันดาสัมบารายุเตนะดุปเปนะหังสุกังหินะปุจายเยปุจานิยังตังปุจาบัจานะมุตมังวันนากันดากุโนเปตังเอตังกสุมาสันตติปุจายามิมนินดาสสิริปาดาสารโรเหปุจายมิปุตังกสุเมนาเนนาปุณเนนาเมเตนาเชโหทุโมคังปุปังเมลายติยตาอิดังเมกายโยตตายติวินาสบาวังอาดิวาเซตุโนบันเตปานียังปาริกาปิตังอานุคัมปังอุปาดายาปฏิกันหาตุมุตมังอาดิวาเซตุโนบันเตปาเลปาริกาปิตังอานุกัมปังอุปาดายาปฏิกันหาตุมุตมังอาดิวาเซตุโนบันเตโบจานังปาริกาปิตังอานุกัมปังอุปาดายาปฏิกันหาตุมุตมัง Then we shall make the puja 
aspiration based on our understanding of the significance of all this puja offering. Significance of offering of light. May this offering of light to the Buddha brings forth the causes and conditions to illuminate our mind and help arise the needed clarity and understanding to dispel all darkness or ignorance. Significance of offering of water. May this offering of pure, clear, cool water lead us to the pure, clear Dhamma that cools and doses off the fires of all defilements within our mind. Significance of offering of incense. May our morality, virtue, and understanding shine far and wide, just like the fragrance of this incense which we are offering to the Blessed One who is perfect in wisdom and virtue. Significance of offering of fruits. May this fruit remind us of the dana parami of generosity and the fruit of our karma so that we will diligently strive on with heedfulness to attain the path and fruition soon as possible. Significance of offering of flowers. May this constant offering of flowers to the Blessed One strengthen our faith and constantly remind us of the impermanence of this body so that we will diligently and sincerely strive on to cultivate sila, samadhi and panya leading to ultimate liberation, the bond-free nibbana, making of overall aspiration. By the power of all these merits, born of these offerings, may our spiritual faculties of sadha, virya, sati, samadhi, and panya be further strengthened until they become balas or powers, sharing and transfer merits to all beings. May these merits be shared and transferred to all beings without exception, especially to those who have the condition and affinity to receive them. Sadhu, Sadhu, Sadhu. Okay, now let us pay respect to Puja. Bhutan Puja Me. Dhammang Puja Me. Sanghang Pujemi. Okay, you can be seated. Huh? Uh, just nice. Huh? Now you can have your lunch. Huh? How long do you want to have your lunch? Huh? Huh? What about one hour, one hour and seven minutes? Huh? Maybe twelve forty-five. Huh? Uh, we meet back here to have our Dhamma sharing, okay? Uh, so, we would like to also thank all those who have helped out eh, in bringing food, offering, and whatever eh, to make this house dana a success. Eh? We rejoice with their wholesomeness. Sadhu, sadhu, sadhu. Also, the generosity yeah, of Queenie and family yeah, uh, for inviting you all over and to have this beautiful house dana. Yeah. You all not only can attend, you can also partake through rejoicing, through understanding, yeah, and 
you get to perform all of the almost 10 type of very good meritorious action uh, so now you can proceed to have your food I was told some is outside some is inside uh, so you find your way out uh, usually there are a lot of good food uh, I don't know today I think also should be the same uh, uh, and she is famous for very good chow my father <laughs> and also the the daughter's cookie <laughs> cookie uh, so I hope uh, you all will enjoy your meal have a good meal then after that you can uh, help out in the cleaning up then also come back in time uh, for our second session uh, second session is very simple is to discuss general Dhamma topic whatever question you have you can ask uh, whatever aspect of the teaching that you may not understand or any situation in life that requires you to apply the Dhamma if you don't know how to apply you can also ask because this Dhamma is universal it can cater for all situations all problems and according to the Buddha if you have the wisdom there is no problem <laughs> problem only exists in your mind when you don't understand when you persisting with negativity fear, worry, anxiety then it becomes a problem but if you understand truth the reality of life and existence then everything is just the way it is like the Buddha said you created them through karma so what is there to be miserable about or unhappy why must you fear if you know fear worry anxiety sorrow and lamentation is going to be the outcome of friction then don't do all those things <laughs> after you have done through your karmic activity or action then the nature's law through its own friction brings about the condition these are nature's reality you cannot blame anybody for it so if you understand accept that reality you are at peace no more suffering then from there you act act with wisdom act following Noble Eightfold Path eh? as taught by the Buddha Noble Eightfold Path is just the advice of the Buddha if you have Noble Eightfold Path you are incapable of evil so that is how you avoid all evil everything is based on right view leading to right thought right speech right action and right livelihood then you cultivate wholesomeness also through this right thought right speech right action and right livelihood supported by right views then hmm. purify the mind the last advice is to develop samasati samasamadhi means mindfulness and samadhi when you have mindfulness and samadhi you can see things as they are you can awaken to the reality and truth of all phenomena you can insight into nature's characteristics the impermanent non-self and suffering universal characteristics of nature so all this 
will awaken your mind, liberate your mind, and free your mind from all suffering. So when you understand the teaching, it's just so simple. There is no such thing as a problem. When you do not understand that everything you perceive with negativity and fear become a problem. So this teaching is something very beautiful, very meaningful. When you understand your life become different, you can have a lot of joy, a lot of happiness. And you have a lot of understanding to live life. And you can be a blessing to all. Not only your family members, your loved ones, also to all your encounters. People who have relationship with you, your office colleague, your fellow neighbor, your fellow what they call community people, and also humanity as a whole. Then we are all very blessed because of our good karma. We live in a society where our progress is at its more or less peak. We call it the golden age. The last 10 to 20 years, you have been mindful. You realize you have got the opportunity and condition to experience so much of the good things that our forefathers, our parents didn't get to experience. The very, uh, uh, they call the advancement in science and technology, the progress in civilization, it has bring about great transformation to the way we live life, to the way we receive information. Uh, and there are so much things that humanity never thought possible, uh, like our handphone technology, digital technology, our transportation system, and also the music, multimedia, and all the other beautiful thing, even the world of fashion, food, yeah, everything has transformed and we have progressed so far and we get to live in such era <laughs> and you can survive another 5 to 10 years I tell you, you are going to experience a lot more of the wonders of our civilization. Of course, there are also this negative side to war, religious conflict, and what else thing even trade war. <laughs> but this is part and parcel of evolution. If you want to progress, this thing will happen. It's only when there is such problem, then only human being willing to change. They willing to sit down and talk. If everything is smooth sailing, nobody wants to talk. Everybody wants to be selfish. That's why you have the boom and bust. The cycle, the economic cycle, the whatever cycle that our civilization has gone through. And these are very 
beautiful understanding you can have them. Okay, I don't want to take off too much time. You can go and have your lunch. <laughs> then we meet back here, 12.45. Okay, sadhu, sadhu, sadhu. Okay, uh, Roger? Oh, already, uh, then just continue. Huh? Okay, very good. So, we just had our lunch. Huh? Now that Queenie is back here, we can continue with our second session. Huh? Second session is Dhamma session. Huh? We will have some simple Dhamma sharing. Whatever topic you all want to develop the understanding, you are free to ask. Anybody has any suggestion, you can put up your hand, then you let me know. What is it that you want to learn or understand about the Buddhist teaching? Maybe give the host the honor. Manya, bring the mic. Or maybe you say a few words first. Uh, 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 okay. Yeah. First of all, good afternoon, everybody. Yeah. Thank you, Thank you, and all Kalayamita, and all my good friends. Oh, sadu. which direction they come, I'm so happy. Sadu. Yeah. Blessing and <laughs> yeah. good fortune to have all of you here today. Yeah. And um, I would like to ask Brother Chico, uh, um, yes. actually I find uh, now uh, to understand the uh, Dharma uh, is not so easy, yeah. then it has to be done very slowly. <laughs> no need, no need to be slow. But you take time to understand. Yeah, take time to understand. Spend more time in understanding it. But the moment you understand, you move very fast. Otherwise, my advice is, you're wasting your time. You know why? When you don't understand, you start practice, you do the wrong thing. And without clarity, you, you cannot do it right. <laughs> if you don't even know what is it that you are doing in the name of cultivation, you will not be able to get it right. You understand? So spend time. Read up, listen, then make an overall big picture to see whether you really understand this teaching or not. Yeah. I would advise all cultivators to do that because if you cannot, like in your own words, uh, understand the big picture of how this whole teaching comes about and how you can through the understanding, develop the ability to cultivate and move. You are not going to benefit from it. Yeah. I realize a lot of so-called Buddhists, <laughs> they do piecemeal basis. And so they hear people say, hey, do dana. Then they go and do dana. And they don't even want to find out what is dana. They think offering food to monk is dana. The rest is not dana. No, dana means generosity. As long as you have a generous heart, you can perform dana. And why do you do dana? If you only have that thought that, oh, this is meritorious, I want to do. For normal people, nothing wrong with the merit. So I want to do. 
So your action behind is out of desire for that merit that you do. That is not a pure action. Do you understand? Your whatever merit is already tinted with that desire or intention behind. Because your motive, you are motivated by that merits that you do. But when you have the understanding, it's no more. Because you know, if I have condition to do, I will do. And if I do it with understanding, the merit born of understanding is without the evil root. Where there is condition to be generous. So condition to be generous, you must have wisdom. Condition means that person got affinity with me, and and I have condition to do. Means in the past there are causes and conditions that created the affinity. Because this particular being could have helped other beings before through a generous act. Then now karma wise. He has a situation where he needs people to help because born poor condition not so uh, conducive. Then they need support. But because this particular person has done a parami in the past, he will receive. That's why when there is condition to do, you will know, and you do. Then you don't go and choose. Oh, offer to monk keep two hundred over precept. My merit is higher. Offer it to a lay person who don't keep the five precepts, my memory is less. Then they give you the energy some more. You offer to one hundred or to no one thousand uh, lay people who don't keep the five precepts, your memory is. You can't even compare that memory with one offering to somebody who keeps the five precepts. Ah, uh, then the comparison go on. You offer to hundred or one thousand who keep the five precepts. The merit cannot compare with one person who gives the eight precepts you offer. This type are what society like to listen. So when you, as a cultivator, don't understand, you go and think in that way. Then you every time want to just offer to the one that is enlightened or hold the most precepts, and you think by doing that your merit is higher. There is this subtle greed behind. So when you do with understanding, it's got condition to do. I do because you look at the world, our world, our civilization. Even though it has progressed so much, but there are still a lot of poor people in poor country, war zone country, and all those things. And you go to. India, Kathmandu, and even Nepal, or many of these still relatively poor uh, region. There are so many of these poor people who need help. How many can you help? You cannot just say, "Oh, I must help. I must help." No such thing, <laughs> no. because there is no condition. And if you do. True lack of understanding is the thought that tell you I must be compassionate, I must be generous. Are you going to help? Uh? How many can you help? There are millions of them. And you have heard story of those people going to India, going to Nepal, certain area they went to. 
they see these beggars, uh, they really come after you. If you give to one, a whole big group will come. Uh, and, and this is not the way to do. Even here in Malaysia, I believe your experience. Uh, last time I used to have, you go into a coffee shop, uh, before you even order your meal and eat your meal, within the half an hour, at least a few salesmen will come. Some ask for donations, some ask you to buy things and all those things. If you encourage such things, they are miserable, help. Actually, they are preying on your so-called generosity or compassion because good money and it's not easy to get money. So, more and more people will go into this because you created the condition. Yeah. So if you understand to do merits, there are so many more effective ways. You don't have to do it on the street like that. Because those who go on the street, most of them, if not all, are not, since, are not genuine. Huh? Sometimes they are bogus too, even the one that don't the road. Uh, because they don't keep the precept. And you have seen a lot of video. Huh? After they collect their money, they go somewhere, they change their clothes, then they take taxi. <laughs> then they go for restaurant market. They got a lot of money. But because of your good-hearted so-called generosity, they prey on your compassion, your generosity, and you get tricked. And this is because last time you have been acting like them, <laughs> deceived people. So now these people who deceive, you become the victim. But if you have the Dhamma, the understanding, you won't. So, coming back to understanding the Dhamma, the first thing that the Buddha wants you to learn is, you have to understand in this universe we are living lie in a conditioned world. Conditioned world has its own nature's law that governs life and existence. So the big picture of his teaching is about life. How can you improve your life? How can you develop the understanding to have the good life? Yeah. That's why the topic always come back to the same thing. I used to deliver talk based on understanding life, its meaning and purpose. You heard this before? I deliver at many places, even SJBA, uh, Klang, many places. Yeah. And this topic is very important, understanding life. Because if you cannot understand life, then how can you live life? If you cannot understand who are you, what are you? Then who is living your life? And this type of question, people never inquire. That's why they never find out. So as far as the Buddha is concerned, he has developed this, what they call perfection of understanding. He has become the Samasa Buddha through his perfection and cultivation. That's why he came to the world with the message on understanding life. When you understand life, you know how to live life. When you understand life, you know who you are, what you are, and how to go about 
living life. So nature's law that governs life and existence is very important. So the big picture is the Buddha said, in this universe our ours. We live in a condition world. We are subject to the five great universal order of life. Means the pancha niyamas. First two is a scientific law. Uttu niyama or nature's physical order. The second one is bija niyama, nature's biological order. So the scientists, when they understand this too long, they progress very fast. That's why you look at our civilization. Recorded civilization of our planet is about 5,000 over years, maybe 6,000. But over the 6,000 years, the first 5,000 over years, we are still very primitive, do you realize? It's only the last 50 years we progress really fast. And why is this possible? Because the last 5,000 over years, the scientists were very backward in their understanding of these two laws, Uttuniyama and Pijaniyama. It's only after World War II, uh, after World War II, the progress in science and technology really take off. Yeah. After it take off, you look at World War II, 1940-something. Then, after the war ended, 1950-something, 1960. I was born after the war, 1954. So very lucky. After that, education system all quite good already. We are under the British. We were colonized by the British. So, the British education system were very good. And I was very lucky because I was the only one in the whole family of nine to go to an English school and the best in Kadasafo to have this good education. Mm. Then from there I saw life during the fifties and the sixties. That time we were so backward. Water and electricity is very, very rare. That time I remember well water. <laughs> then most of the time is you like candle. Then sometimes you are slightly more affluent. You got the taikong tang, the big lamp. They 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 got to pump the gas on. I remember. Then it will light throughout the night and all those things. Then later on, only we have basic electricity. Then water supply. Initially, well water. Then, as civilization evolved during the 70s, we start to have more things. Television, radio earlier. Television, when it came, the black and white was already very luxurious at that time. Uh, but the moment we hit the 80s, we start to have color TV and all those things. Then, from 80 onward, we progress very far. The, 30, the last 30 over years, you look at China, so backward has become so developed. And the world is so different because of the understanding of these two nature's law. So when it comes to the spiritual practice, the Dhamma, 
the Buddha take over. But the other three law, universal law, remaining one are all spiritual laws that governs life and existence. The first spiritual law is law of karma. He said, you must understand this law. This law is most important than the law of mind. So from karma niyama to citta niyama, then the final one is the nature's law of truth, dhamma niyama. So the Buddha, because he has perfected his understanding of these three spiritual law, that's why the spiritual field, the spiritual understanding, he is like the scientist. He has perfected them all. He understands them inside out. That's why spiritual understanding to him is very, very powerful. Very, he, he is very good in it. And he can answer all your questions. He can teach you how to live life in accordance with this three law and develop the wisdom that you need to understand life and to develop the perfection of understanding of life. Then from there, you can have your good life. Then he even explained to us the secret of life, how you can free your mind, liberate your mind, how from this understanding, you don't have to suffer. Then when you live your life in accordance with this understanding, which is his teaching, the Dhamma, life after life, when you come, you will inherit all the good things that you have cultivated and developed. And basically, that is what he's teaching. So when he starts with the law of karma, he goes into it very elaborate. The first most important thing that he told the living being is the five daily contemplation. The first four is related to the first noble truth. The fifth one is related to karma. He said, you should understand that this nature's law of karma, karma niyama, is very powerful. He said, every living being, not only human being, we are all born of our karma, heir to our karma condition and supported by our karma. And we are what we are because of our karma. So he said, if karma plays such a great role in your life, almost 100% of your life is governed by karma, what must you do? You have to take care of karma. So to take care of karma, then karma will take care of your life because your karmic nature depends on that. Every life you come, you are born of the karma, heir to the karma. Condition is supported by that karma. And you are what you are. Every moment, every instant, because of your karma. So you cannot blame anybody for whatever life you confront, or whatever life situation that arises when you go through life. So this understanding is so important. If karma is so important, I must wake up to this truth. Then I tell myself, my life, if I want to have the good life, I must take care of karma. So how to take care of karma is the next question. Isn't it? Because the Buddha say, you reap what you sow. Do good, begets good. Do evil, begets evil. If you plant the seed of evil, you will reap the fruit of evil. If you plant the seed of wholesomeness, goodness, you will reap the fruit of wholesomeness and goodness. 
So in Mandarin, you can understand it is even more meaningful. Zhong yin jie guo, zhong san yin jie san guo, zhong er yin jie er guo. Then my first refuge teacher, Xuan Hua, he always warned living beings. He said, Zhong sheng qian wan yao xiao xing, bu yao zhong cuo yin jie cuo guo. Don't plant the wrong seed. That will condition the fruition of that wrong fruit. So, if you understand this, means you tell yourself, "Yeah, I want to have the good life. I have to have goodness. I have to have virtue, kindness." That's how all the teachings start. If I have goodness, kindness, if I'm kind to people, generous to people, good to people, I will reap the fruit. People will be kind to me, generous to me, and people will be sincere towards me and do all those wholesome things. If I cheat people, deceive people, harm people, kill people, cause misunderstanding, conflict, or I did unethical things to people, then when the friction come back, you become the victim. People will cheat you, harm you, kill you, deceive you, do unethical things towards you. So all this is life. So if you don't want to have all this, then you have to avoid all the evil, whatever evil, whatever negativity. That's how the advice of the Buddha come about. Is it to take care of karma? We need to avoid all evil. He used the word all evil. So that there is no condition for coming negativity to arise, then we need to cultivate right view, leading to right thought, right speech, right action. Means cultivate wholesomeness, goodness, virtue, kindness, generosity, uh, contentment, sincerity. All this, then you also have what they call respect, uh, gratitude, all those things. Then humility is also another aspect. Of good virtue, yeah. Even if you can avoid all evil to good, this is only taking care of karma. You understand? But without wisdom, the Buddha knew you can still be afflicted. It's just like that day I shared with you all. Huh? We talk about mundane successes. Let's say we are very successful in life, means. In the mundane sense, we are born into a reasonable family with good support, with good beginning. Then we have good opportunity. Then we did well in our study, so academic success. Then after that, you come out to work. You also develop the ability to be successful in your career. Career success, you reach the pinnacle of your career, and with career success come financial freedom, financial success. So all this you believe will give you the good life, isn't it? If I'm very good academically, I will have a good job. If I have a good job, I will have good money. Then my life will be happy. Yeah. Then I can plan my family. 
marry into a wealthy family <coughs> or marry with somebody with the same status then thinking both having this big salary and big income will make you happy but it's not the case yeah, most people after they have career uh, success financial success they fail to have a peaceful family they fail to develop good relationship success among their loved ones among their relative children parents even your office colleague your neighbor so relationship success is not easy and this is still part of mundane success for you to have relationship success you must have dhamma otherwise you cannot so let's say even you are able to develop some form of relationship success let's say your karma very good last time you have been a very good parent then eh? you were this life born into a family where the family also will take care of you like you take care of your children then when you get married because you have been good husband or good wife before you will marry somebody who is also good then maybe there is harmony then you have children who also because last time you have been good children before you don't give trouble to your parents so this time you also reap the fruit you have good children who don't give you trouble <coughs> so relationship success is very rare but it's possible because in the past when you have the understanding of the Dhamma you did your duty correctly that's why this life you have the condition even though you may not really know that it's due to karma due to your understanding of Dhamma last time let's say you have them all academic success career success financial success and good family relationship success <coughs> but then you still need to confront the reality of life and existence when you fall sick about to die uh, then like Vivian uh, relate her uh, two weeks ago ordained of that stroke and all those things and she said she has been so careful with her diet you know, and yet this thing happened you know, uh. so a lot of these things you have to understand that's why the Buddha said this noble truth of suffering is to be understood it's only when you go through disease sickness then you learn to appreciate life otherwise you take life for granted understand uh, so now like he said not like last time now get up to walk also dizzy huh? not steady and all those things then doctor said you must take medication you must be extra careful oh, you must not make mistakes you must not fall and all those things I used to share this because when I was sick during my early days I recall the teaching the Buddha said this noble truth of Dukkha is to be understood oh, I say, when I get sick I can understand you know? so I want to reflect and understand then I compare when I am not sick the body is wonderful understand everything is like perfect good 
nothing to trouble you. But when you are sick, a lot of things is not right inside, understand? So when I reflected on it, I contemplated on it, because I have the Dhamma, I can endure. Actually, I don't feel sick, because my mind is not sick. But the physical body, together with the consciousness trapped inside, that, that sick condition can manifest in the form of that type of consciousness as well, like pain, uh, uncomfortableness, uh, or even whatever, rheumatism or whatever. Uh, you, you can feel it. Then sometimes you have vomiting, sneezing. Uh, then of course the more complicated one is traumatic diseases and all those things. But these are reality that you have to endure, understand. So when I develop the understanding as I go through, then I start to appreciate life a lot more after that. Whenever I'm not sick, I felt so happy. I felt so good and so blessed. So I always thank my good karma. Most of the time, I'm not sick. I'm seldom sick. That's why this is good consciousness, understand? You don't have to experience those type of consciousness that that are the result of when the body gets sick. Yeah. So life becomes more enriched, more meaningful. So these are the Dhamma that we can develop. Yeah. Then when we confront this reality with this understanding, that's why the Buddha teaches us to reflect every day. This body of ours is of the nature to grow old, get sick and die one day, the first three reflections. And this will prepare you for life. Where these are reality of life and existence. Everybody go through. Why should you complain? You complain, you become miserable. Because you cannot accept the reality. But if you can accept the reality and do what you have to do to move on, you need to take care, you take care. If you need to ask for forgiveness or whatever, you ask for forgiveness. Then you develop power of merit for turn around and other things. So you just do what you have to do. And then confronting always sickness and death is no more a problem. Then through your Dhamma understanding, you know no one dies, nothing dies. You have an eternal nature which is beyond death. Then you can have peace within. You do not have fear. You don't fear getting old. You don't fear getting sick or die. So that wisdom actually liberate and free you. <coughs> and the fourth reflection is to remind you of non-self, empty nature of existence. The Buddha said, separation is a reality. Separation from your loved one, from things that you think you own, you possess, uh, that you hold on to dearly like your loved one, your wealth, your property, your relationship with certain people that you like. So all this separation can happen in many ways. Like separation from loved one, it can be due to death. And death can happen in many ways. Nature's disaster, accident, disease, natural death, and many other ways. Then there is also separation through relationship failure, divorce, or forced separation under 
certain situation like war, riot, or even under uh, they call when you have a situation where you are so poor, you are forced to give away your children and all those things, so forced separation. Then you also encounter economic crisis where most people lost their wealth, lost their assets, money and all those things. So when this thing hit, from somebody who is very successful and who has all this wealth, suddenly you go into bankruptcy and you end up owing the banks alone. There's a lot of people who cannot take it during currency crisis or economic crisis. They committed suicide and all those things. So these are the reality the Buddha wants us to understand. With this understanding, you are prepared for it so that you will not make this type of mistake. Where you take care of karma, you don't have to confront all this with ignorance or delusion. You have the wisdom. Then the wisdom will protect your former mind. You will not be deluded by all this. You will not have self-delusion that condition your attachment to all this. That's how you free. Yeah. Then when you understand this four, wisdom will start to arise. But this is contemplative wisdom, second turning. May not be penetrative enough for people who don't have past cultivation. If you have your past cultivation, then this one can awaken you, the second turning. If not, you have to cultivate turning, bhavana maya panya to develop the true wisdom, the direct seeing to awaken to the universal characteristic so that you can really free your mind. So the teaching is very simple. When you understand this law of karma, you will know how to follow the advice of the Buddha to develop the good life you will avoid all evil through keeping your precepts. You will cultivate wholesomeness through developing understanding of the Dhamma. Means noble evil power, which is incapable of evil. So to avoid all evil, you keep your precepts. To cultivate wholesomeness and wisdom, you cultivate noble evil power. Then you develop all those things that you need to do. That's why you look at the teaching, the Buddha said, you have to start with sila, then develop samadhi, then wisdom will come. So sila, samadhi, and panya is essentially noble evil power, nothing else. But he said, to have the good life, apart from meditation, sila, samadhi, and panya, you also need merits, understand blessings. So merits and blessings are separate. These two are not the same. Normal Dhamma will have all those things. If you have cultivated the Dhamma correctly, merits and blessings will be there. But the Buddha knew human beings need strong support for them to go into meditation. I ask you a very simple question. Huh? Let's say, if you don't have the means, the dana parami, to support you, to have the reasonably comfortable life, 
Do you think you got time for meditation? The three meal also not enough. Is it? Food and shelter is number one. Maslow's need theory. If I don't have food, if I don't have a proper shelter, I got no time for other things. That's why without Dana Parami, you cannot. And Dana Parami is very important because for you to have the conducive life so that you can have the means to do generosity and then if you do generosity normally where do you go? You have to go to charitable home and all these homes they are usually temples understand or organization that believe in cultivating generosity and wholesomeness like Suji and all those things. Even our usual religious way place it is a place where people can make offering, donation and all those things. Then you receive merits. So if you don't have dana parami, you don't have money, you cannot do all this. If you cannot do all this, you will not be visiting these type of way places on the south. That's why you will not have the condition to bring you to meditation. And to bring you to meditation, the Buddha said, the first thing that you need to have is sila. Well, without sila morality, you cannot start because he says sila is very important like we always chant eh? in fact the monk will chant back to you eh? you go to retreat I will also chant back to you uh, they will chant after you have taken your five precept renew your five precept then they will chant silena sukhang tingyanti silena boga sampadan silena nibun tingyanti Tasma sila viso de. Do you know the meaning? Uh, very important, you must understand. That's why the monk or the person who actually guide you, uh, or the mitta that guide you, will explain to you. After you have renewed your precept, taken refuge, everything, he said, he reminds you, sila means sila is the source of spiritual joyfulness, happiness. Then, Silena Boga Sambadan means precept is the source of spiritual wealth. Then the last one is Nibuntingyanti. Precept is the source of peacefulness of mind. So, without joy, without the spiritual wealth, without the what they call uh, peacefulness of mind, you cannot meditate. Do you understand why? Because people who don't have this don't keep their precept. If because you keep your precept, your mind state are good. You know why? Well, you don't cheat, you don't kill, you don't mismanage things, steal things, take things that don't belong to you. You don't uh, harm people. You don't commit sexual misconduct. It doesn't bring about relationship failure and all those things or conflict then you don't partake in toxicant and because you do all this all those karmic negativity that are related to precept will not come and haunt you and you don't kill people don't harm people you won't have problems <laughs> you don't steal or uh, misappropriate thing you won't end up CBT and all those things uh, 
You don't have fear of people coming to know what you have deceived them, cheated them, or stolen from them. Then, then you don't worry about your spouse getting angry with you, uh, jealous with you, and other things. So you avoid a lot of this, what they call karmic negativity, that bring about problematic life. That's why precept is the source of joy, happiness. When you know that you have taken care of your precept, you have taken care of the uh, karmic thing that bring about negativity, then you know your life will be wholesome, beautiful. That's why you are full of joy, full of happiness. Then when you know that nobody come and like, take revenge or you won't end up police case or what, your mind is very peaceful, isn't it? Then it's because you have the condition to keep your precept, you will have the condition to be at the spiritual, religious way place. Otherwise, you won't keep your precept. Your precept is administered by spiritual people, cultivators. So, when you go and make offering, dana or whatever, or you listen to spiritual teaching, or you go to the temple to pay your respect, make offering, then you keep your precept. These are all meritorious actions. Then you listen to Dhamma, you straighten your view, you rejoice. Then you transfer merit, you share merit, you help out. All these are very meritorious. That's why it's a source of spiritual wealth. You receive all this spiritual wealth without you knowing it. And it becomes a blessing too. Yeah. So all this starts with sila. So without dana, there is no condition for sila. Without sila, you don't have the base for meditation, your peacefulness of mind, your spiritual joy, and the spiritual wealth that can allow you to evoke power of merits for causes and conditions for you to avoid the evil, meet up with the wise, for you to progress along the path of Dhamma, especially Kayanamitas, like what we have established. And if you understand all this, then you know how to cultivate. Then cultivation is very simple. If I have dana parami, if I have sila, my meditation will be successful because I understand. Then when my meditation is successful, wisdom will be the result. Then my mind is liberated. Then I develop the wisdom to liberate my mind. And I don't have to suffer anymore. That everything that life offers is just joy, understanding, which is a friction of your hard work, your, your whatever understanding that you have. So this is what the Buddha's teaching is all about. When you understand this, then you start your cultivation. Means when there is condition to do, you do. You don't like want to do. Want to do means what? The thought is greedy for merit. Hey, this one they say very meritorious. No, this man very virtuous. No, I must go. Then you force yourself to go there. So sometimes you are not careful. That greed, which is the tinted merit, can give rise to problem. where there is an evil. So when there is greed, you are in a hurry. You are not mindful. You does not have the right understanding and wisdom 
And when you go there and do murray, instead of doing murray, you create more negativity. You know what a lot of so-called Buddhists, uh, they used to complain during the early days. Uh, I was helping out at Breakfield, recording all this. I always hear people complain. He said, uh, these people, uh, I purposely go and buy this good food or cook this special food. Uh, then I say, when I come, I want to offer to the monk. Uh, they don't let me offer. Cannot get the condition to offer. Then they go angry. <laughs> there is no more meritorious understand, uh, anger, jealousy, envy. Then you create conflict. So instead of doing something wholesome, you end up creating negativity of mind, unwholesomeness of mind. Why must this happen? Because you lack understanding. Because you have this greed behind. Huh? You want to offer to that monk. Huh? Then sometimes they tell you, hey, this house dana, only the host can offer. The rest cannot. You put your food on the table. Well, then you become very unhappy. Then you hope, you hope the monk will eat your food. <laughs> then after that, huh, they say, okay, those devotees in front, you, you bring the food and offer to the monk. Ah, you, you lucky plus. He said, I bring the food I cannot offer those in front. Huh. Then sometimes Katina also say, you know, they bring the rope themselves, you know, yeah. or they buy from the temple. You know. Then they forgot about their name. Maybe too many people, you know. Then offer, offer, offer. Oh, okay, finish already. Hey, I have an offer, you know. Where is my rope? Oh, angry again. Unhappy again. This is not Dhamma anymore, when there is this greed to do all these things. Do you know, generosity or karma is at the mental level. Your mental intention is very important. If you have the generous heart and the understanding to offer, that offering is already done. Whether you physically offer or not, it's not important. You can just Ask somebody to do it for you, no problem. Yes, your intention is very wholesome. Why do you want to do it personally? You think personally you get more merits? Huh? You don't do it, there is no merit. No. Sometimes you can help people by being anonymous. You don't want your name to be known. But the merit comes to you. And you put under anonymous actually higher merit. Where there is no ego involved. You don't want people to identify you, understand? Right? You just want to do. That's why when conditioned to do, to understand, you just do. Then this will develop humility. Then the self-conceit, the sacredity, they will be slowly, slowly, like, weakened. Because the sense of self is no more, it's not important. It's just a form of mind. This form of mind recognizes relationship because it is subject to karma. Whatever you do, this law of karma comes in. So this one recognizes relationship. So there is such thing as uh, like uh, right and wrong, good and bad, uh, wholesome or unwholesome, because this form of mind is subject to karma. And karma recognizes relationship. So we have to do our duty towards our parents. We have to recall what they have done for us when we are young. Then as children, we have our duty towards our parents. Will they look after us, give us life, 
brought us to this world, provide for us, educate us, sacrifice for us. When we are sick, they care for us. So all these things, when you have gratitude, your mind becomes different. Then in future, you will have parents who look after you, care for you, the same way as you care for them. So this type of right duty is part of the enlightened being's understanding. That's why right duty is right dhamma. And the Arya, the enlightened disciple of the Buddha, they got these four qualities. We always chant, eh? Supatipano Bhagavato Savakasango. What is the meaning? The Buddha said they are of good conduct. They are of upright conduct. They are of wise conduct. The last one, they are of dutiful conduct. They do their duty. They are very responsible. They never violate the law of karma. That's why these are virtue of enlightened being. You must know there is a duty. You cannot say, hey, he know you, he know me. Not real. Then I can kill, I can cheat, I can... No, that form of mind is subject to karma. Ultimate truth, yes. He know you, he know me. Ultimate truth is not for you to cling, attach, so that you can accept the reality of life and existence. Because it's impermanent, non-self, empty. Suffering is optional. Suffering only arises when there is delusion and ignorance. When there is no delusion, no ignorance, there is no suffering. So our mind is very important. That's why the Buddha always repeat, mind is the forerunner of all things. Mind is chief. Dhammapada verse 1 and 2, he straight away emphasized uh, a lot on mind. So if you take care of mind, mind take care of your life. And that is basically what we need to understand. Yeah, this is the Buddha Dhamma. Then the second right view is also, spiritual right view is also very important. First, law of karma, karma niyama. Already the whole, uh, almost 80% of the teaching is already there. But the second, spiritual law of uh, citta niyama, right view in regards to how our mind functions. It's also very important. Because the Buddha wants you to understand who you are, what you are. And when you can see this law of mind operating, he call it the law of dependent origination, condition arising phenomenon. Paticca Samupada, the dwelling. So he said, because of ignorance, it conditions Sankara, activity of mind, Avijja Pajya Sankara. Sankara Pajya Vinyanang. Vinyanang Pajya Namarupang. He said this link flow and is multidimensional. So when you understand how you function as a human being, you see very clearly that everything is just dependent, originating, condition arising, cause of phenomena. No reality. It's not a permanent unchanging entity that I can cling on to, hold on to and say, this is me, this is I. Therefore, all this can be mine. No. Your five year of form of mind is a nama, uh, rupa, vedana, sanya, sankara, vinyana. They are all impermanent. 
they lead to suffering when you attach and cling and want it your way. You have to go the way of nature. And because they are impermanent, it's not a permanent unchanging entity, that's why it's non-self, empty. Because they are all dependent, originating, dependent. So all of your emotion, your anger, your fear, they are not real. They are not you. They are not intrinsic in you. They arise through this law of dependent origination. Before you get angry, there was no anger. Before you become fearful, there was no fear. Then how did they arise? They arise because of your wrong view. When you see something, hear something, smell something, taste something, tactile feel or think of something, your wrong thought, your wrong view stir the mind. That's why there is light and dislike. There is fear, there is worry, there is anxiety, there is sorrow. You project your thought, you develop fear. Then when you persist things with negativity, there is also unhappiness, sorrow, fear, worry, anxiety. So you start to realize this through the meditative practice. Then you realize if everything is dependent originating condition arising, then there is no reality. That's why it's impermanent, leading to empty nature existence. The non-self nature. This is ultimate truth. Wisdom within the unconditioned that you can develop to protect your form and mind. So that your form and mind doesn't suffer when there is separation. When you encounter the reality of life and existence, the first noble truth reality. When you confront birth, old age, sickness and death. Separation from loved one and whatever possession, status and all those things. When you are with people whom you don't like. When you cannot get what you want. When things don't go your way. Then, in short, the Buddha summarized everything. It is due to your self-delusion that conditions you to grasp at the fine aggregate of form and mind that I call dukkha or suffering. Uh, this is one of the most profound teachings, the fine aggregate of form and mind. The grasping aggregate is the cause of suffering. That's why our new book, the purple book, you must get a copy to read, the fine aggregate of form and mind. It's a very good book. Uh, these are the early teaching I share when I just came out and now it's in proper transcript form you should read it to understand because I explain very clearly in full detail what this five real form in mind is all about and why is it impermanent uh, then I even teach you how to see form the unreality of form then only you have the ability to see beyond form. So likewise, the mind aggregate is the same. Your universal characteristic. The unreality of mind aggregates. Where they are dependent originating. Not real, not you. The question that you have to ask yourself, the inquiry is, if feeling is not me, if perception is not me, if Sankara mind state is not me, consciousness is not me, then why did they arise in me? Then who am I? What am I? We have gone through it when you meditate. Feeling come and go. You didn't die. 
pleasant feeling arise and pass away. A good feeling comes. If feeling is you, when feeling pass away, you should die with it, isn't it? True or not? Huh? True or not? If feeling is you, when the pleasant feeling fades, you should die, isn't it? But did you die? He didn't die. So how can feeling be you? Then why did you go and become miserable over that feeling? Oh, oh yo, I don't have good mood today. I felt very bad. Uh, that guy la, did that to me. Uh, or my kid. La. I sacrifice. I do everything for them and they did that to me. So the I, the me, <laughs> this guy, that guy. All the atta, the ego come back. <laughs> because you don't have the dhamma. You cannot see the mind. You cannot understand the mind. You cannot see beyond form. You cannot see beyond mind. You cannot realize the universal characteristic. That's why you are trapped. That's why without the Dhamma, it's not easy. Living being will suffer. But when you understand this law of dependent origination, then your mind becomes different. If feeling is not me, if this physical body is not me, if all of perception I see is not me, the mind state that arise and pass away like fear, worry, anxiety, sorrow and lamentation is not me, then I am free. I don't have problem. Even the conscious I see is like a great magician. If I understand all this, I will not attach. I will not quit. I will not give meaning. Then I use it, understand not? To live life. Then I can experience all of the beauty and wonders of life. Because our consciousness is so beautiful. I can have such good feeling. Understand? It's like when you are not sick. I felt so good. Understand? Yeah, I can recall the moment when this form and mind went into sickness. Uh, like when I was sneezing. <laughs> because when you, you, you have this, what they call, uh, condition for this, what they call, histamine to come out. You cannot stop now, because it's the body's way of reaction. It's telling you like a sign that you need to rest. Understand? Because your, your, your body needs to rest already, and you are not resting. So what they do? They create histamine for you to sneeze. Oh, wow, until you cannot tahan. Then you better go and rest. Uh, that's why I go and rest. After I rest, I recover. Uh, last time I need 15 minutes. Then later I need half an hour. Then later I need 2 hours. Later I need 8 hours. Then later I need overnight. Uh, so far I haven't extended yet. Uh, overnight I always heal. Uh. <laughs> it's not ONG. <laughs> it's, you see, like everything else, uh, I, I used to explain. If you take poyong, uh, means what you call poyong in English is what? Nu nutrient uh, or supplement. Uh, uh, like, like, make you, make you healthier. Uh, what, what English word do you have? We all poyong very good. Poyong, poo everything. Uh. So English word got uh, tonic. Uh. Oh, your tonic sometimes can mean liquor. Uh. <laughs> 
a red bull also tonic. No, no, something that boosts your health. If you haven't taken, first time you take are very effective. I tell you, wow! Immediately you can feel, yo, this is really good. But every day you take, no effect already. If you still fall sick, that bull you also cannot create any more wonder. So. It is because of that pure energy since 1989 when I connect to the nature, my nature has it. That time I was like a perfect human being. No? And now it's almost 30 years ago, no? 89 to 2019. You think, sick bow, you're sick 30 years uh, with the pure energy, can still heal you. Uh? Cannot. But I know how to rest. That's why when I rest, I heal. Yeah. But this pure energy, can still help, but it's not so effective like last time because our body get used to things, it get conditioned. So if you lack certain like supplement or certain vitamins or certain mineral, the moment you take, the body actually uh, respond very well to it. That is what you like. But after you have taken everything, also not lacking already. Then it doesn't help that much anymore. But with that thing also, they can actually cause you to have disease or sickness. It's like nowadays you heard of superbug. Uh, the normal antibiotic uh, cannot cultivate the flow already because they survive. Understand? Uh, so these are the ones that survive. So when they survive, they become immune to what you have, understand? Uh? So after that, you fall sick. You you cannot rely on the same old immune system or the the same old medicine. You cannot. You need more powerful medication, uh, or they call antibiotic. That's why antibiotic is not the way. Uh, you use too much is no good. It creates superbug and all those things. But sometimes doctors, they got no choice. You know, to them, if they don't use, the, the healing is very slow. But you must not overuse. Understand? Everything also antibiotic. Whatever you overuse, nature has its own condition. They evolve. And they become resistant to it. So now, a day, I think last night we had a dinner, Sweet and me from there going to India. Oh, they got a lot of jam. Oh, typhoid, uh, hepatitis A, you know. and not cheap. You know. Every jab is about 200 ringgit. Like uh, and it makes you miserable. <laughs> so, you travel also, no peace in the mind. Uh, so jab here, jab there. The what flu jab. Uh. Oh. They, they someone tell you, uh, you don't jab. Uh, really. So now uh, I go to cleaning, I saw all the signs. Uh, I think these are the medical way of making money from you. Because all these are the tests that they recommend you have it. You know. oh, not only this jab. You know. They say you want to go and do this few types of blood tests. Uh, but some of these are good advice. Understand, uh, because when you reach certain age, uh, it's good to have a uh, thorough, detailed blood test. But not to go and panic yourself. My advice is, if you are healthy, you feel good, don't do anything. 
But if you feel whatever, no good, sensitive, you should go and do something. But once in a while, have a blood test. It will help. Blood test, no need to like, do everything. Because sometimes you have to be careful. This blood test, uh, the sample you send to the lab, uh, can get mixed up on. <laughs> and I have witnessed many of these cases. That's my second opinion. Because you rely on the lab technician to do, and your sample go all over one. Uh, and now the patient is so many, you know, not like last time one or two. So you don't know what is going on. So these are the things that you need to yeah, develop the understanding so that you don't become gullible. Uh, you don't become like easily panicky. Uh, <coughs> you do already. Uh, I was told there is this very dangerous flu. Now, huh? then you, you completed this test or not that test or not. So sometimes uh, you got nothing. Uh, you don't do uh, it's okay. You know? But you go and do, then you get into trouble. You you saw the uh, wait wait uh, and I finished this. Uh, you saw in the WhatsApp uh, last time got one case in uh, the video. The father just retired, uh, huh? and you know what the children did. The children all very educated, one no? uh, doctors and other things. No, he tell the father what no. Hey, you retire, you cannot simply eat, no, cholesterol cannot eat, that one cannot eat, everything cannot eat, no. until the father got no appetite. <laughs> then he start to fall sick, no, fatigue, <laughs> oh, then they take him to see doctor, no. check, oh, cholesterol high, take medicine, then this one high, take medicine, uh, then antibiotic, until the father almost died. Uh, then the father say, what is going on, before I retire, hey, go back to his normal routine, he become normal again. That's why uh, you don't <laughs> panic yourself and listen. Then sometimes, because your kid, you always say, uh, they meant me, they meant, uh, they meant well for me, right? So you, you, you tend to like, okay, la. normally uh, your wife asks you to take, uh, you tell the wife, oh, what? That's, uh, no. but your children ask you to take, uh, uh, okay, okay. <laughs> because, once the children should mean uh, you have to give peace. <laughs> but you must not be gullible. You must know your own body. You must understand. Just like the Dhamma, if you know you have been living your life correctly, properly, the friction of it will come back. You will experience it. So, medication is the same. Your body is the same. If you have done it, taken care of it, do the proper thing, you will feel it, that you are good, you are healthy. Uh, but the moment you feel something not right, uh, like just now I said the sneezing everything, means this is the body's way of telling you you need rest. You better go and rest, otherwise you can't recover. Uh, so I will go and rest. <laughs> then I will recover. That is what you need to develop as understanding. Because this body is not really what you think you are. This is chemically conditioned now. A vehicle and tool for me to come to this world to support me, to allow me to experience all this, to develop the cultivation, to maybe also experience those karmic friction that my nature has developed. So use it. Don't go and worry about you getting old, getting sick and die. So with this wisdom, you know how to use. Uh, the best is what? If it's not me for me to use, I use lah. You know what the Cantonese say? Yung uh, do he 
means whatever that can still allow me to experience, I have gratitude, understand? Uh, I don't go and complain, understand? Why you want to complain? Well, this is not me, not real. Uh, so when I understand, the mind need not be sick. This body goes the way of nature. That's why the Buddha says, it's of the nature to get sick, get old, and one day die. And who die? Nothing die. Consciousness separate. Form and mind disperse. Then, if you have taken care of karma, you got new karmic birth, understand? Uh, so karmic birth, every time I used to say, uh, this form and mind is like a vehicle and a tool. You know, you know why vehicle or not? This physical body, like a car, take you around in there. Then, this consciousness inside is like a tool for you to use, to live life, to understand life, to experience life. So this is like the driver inside. So if you don't take care of karma, it's just like in our mundane civilization or society, you don't diligently yeah, accumulate merits or wealth. Then when your car is beyond economic repair, what happens? Condemn it. Eh? Uh, so your former mind also say, you know, beyond economic repair, they also condemn you know. But you got money uh, in this society, you can change to a new car, isn't it? Correct or not? If you got more money, you can have a better car, isn't it? Understand? If you don't have money, what do you have? Huh? Old junk, or buy second hand. And the worst is, you only got a Volkswagen. You walk. <laughs> you don't even have a car. You can't even afford a car. So when you develop the understanding and give the energy to karma, then you realize that uh, you don't take care of karma, you don't have a good coming here, like you got no money, uh, you are born miserable, uh, born with defect, everything. Uh, old young also don't have. Uh, so, got to walk. And you don't have proper health, proper condition. So, it's quite similar. So when you understand all this, then you will know this is a vehicle and a tool for us to come. So like a car, if you have the means, buy a good car, then drive with understanding. Wow, this car really has good performance. But don't go and adventurous and go and simply speed. You can get yourself into trouble or create unnecessary accident. So if you know how to use it, use it where you have the means. That's why pamper yourself a bit, have the good life. It's for you. So, all this is understanding. So, if you have a good form of mind, with the wisdom connected, means I got good coming nature, good spiritual nature, then when I come, I connect, I have this life. Then I can live the noble life. The third phase of Dhamma, Pativeda. You receive the fruition of your good and hard work. Means after you become enlightened, you get to live the life of an Arya, of an enlightened being. So during that time, everything is perfect. The former mind with the understanding connected is so beautiful. You can live life to the fullest. You can get to experience all of the great pristine beauties and wonders of life. Like I mentioned, our civilization is so advanced now so full of opportunity, yeah. full of what they call a high level of sensuality. 
even the food, the fashion, the travel, the scenery, the, the sight and sound that you can get to really enjoy and live. As long as you have the means, you can afford it. It's so beautiful. Even sitting at home yeah, with whatever digital technology we have, we can get to experience all these wonders. Uh, then we got beautiful technology, handphone, WhatsApp. Now only fourth generation of 4G, 5G coming in only. You know. I tell you, the moment you get 5G, what you think is miracle, uh, it becomes obsolete like the 60s. Uh, I tell you, 5G is fantastic. Your 5G, the speed uh, is so high, uh, no lap. No. That's why they can have driverless car. Do you know? If you don't have 5G technology, you cannot have driverless car. You know what happened? When you want to respond, uh, suddenly the speed not there. <laughs> and so the internet say wait. <laughs> uh, like, like your waist, uh, uh, got to go around and around <laughs> and check another route for you. So slow the speed. With 5G, uh, no lapse on. Oh. That's why you see everything. That's why no accident, nothing. Yeah. But they have to perfect this technology. Uh, then with 5G, uh, so many things will be revolutionized. Oh. You, 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 you can actually experience so much of life that you can't even possible, possibly imagine now. Uh, it's just like our parents. My parents can never imagine what our, our civilization is. My mother last night always tell me, uh, he, said, he, he saw the TV in my house. Uh, he was so amazed. He said, how come so amazed? Uh? China one also I can see. He said, Everywhere I can see. Then he saw the advertisement uh, where the glass dropped and break down. Uh, break one. The, the, no, because of what? I forgot already. He said, why got so many cups to break one? <laughs> Actually, it's the same advertisement. He cannot understand. Then I did the video call. Uh, China... Chinese New Year, he talked to the brother and said, How is it so amazing? It's magic, you see. My brother sister in China, and that was many years back. No? She passed away in the year 2012. And the year 2010, we did this. And he was so amazed. No? To you, now, we got amazed anymore. <laughs> but I tell you, with 5G, I tell you, it's fantastic. So we are going through a phase where life can be very rewarding, very beautiful. That's why you take care of karma, you have the good condition, and you get to live this era. This is really a golden era, I tell you. Uh, I felt so blessed, understand? Uh, and, and like, so full of joy, having this condition to come at the right time, to see the old civilization, uh, the 50s, the 60s, then I get to see the 70s, the 80s, then from the 80s onward, oh, now it's fantastic. And we pick, <laughs> we pick 20 years ago, <laughs> because oh, I retired 18 years ago, <laughs> so before I retire, we, we pick means we, we reach the what they call the age where we have the means and the financial means eh, to have the good life to do what we want with our own time eh. 
means you get to do the things that you want to do in life. Mm. So maybe with this, uh, I will stop my sharing today. Uh. There are some more, uh, but it can be later. Where the title is Understanding Life First. Uh. Its meaning and purpose can come later. <laughs> yeah. Then the other thing is you must also know how to plan your life. Otherwise you don't know how to live the proper life. Planning your life, planning your career is very important. Career path, career path. Because these are the things you have to devote a lot of your working time on it. So you don't plan your career path, you will be stuck with a job that you are not happy. Do you understand? Then you become miserable. Uh, if you have the passion and all those things, then you enjoy doing it. It means you have chosen the right career path. And for me, a career path is very simple. I want to experience my whole career path as a civil engineer. That's why I went around the whole cycle. That's why I reached the pinnacle of my career life. See, that poster also under drop ready. Missing above you. No, never mind, it's okay. So everything also, uh, when the time comes, uh, it will fade, <laughs> decay, drop. <laughs> Even this human life is the same. Mm. So when we have all this understanding, we know how to plan. We know how to develop the understanding to plan our life so that not only this life, all of our future life, when we come, we have this understanding and the support from our karmic nature and spiritual nature. So planning life includes uh, planning whether you want to get married or not. Uh, planning how you want to start your family. Uh, you want to remain a single, also you have to plan. <laughs> it's not easy to live alone. <laughs> but there are people who are very happy living alone. Uh, so it all depends on your understanding. You have the understanding, life can become meaningful and beautiful. That's why I say Dhamma is not just the traditional, what they call rigid knowledge Dhamma. This one is applicable to life and it covers all aspects of life. So like what I share with you today is more of life. Of course I Put some basic essential Dhamma understanding for you to relate to those parts of life. Mm. Okay, now Angie, your turn. You want to say something? Yes, huh? Yeah. Well, I have a Thank drink. you, Brother. Um, yeah. Uh, Brother, just now you, you were talking about the, um, you know, the ar arising of all these. Um, uh, yeah, advancement in technology and everything, right? So there is uh, even more uh, need uh, to um, sort of uh, to renounce, you know, at our lay people level, how do we renounce the body and mind uh, so uh, that the the ego, to, uh, you know, to keep yeah. to curb the egoic mind? Yeah. Thank you. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> so that is a good question, but. You need to develop certain understanding because renunciation is a word that you have to understand. The Buddha talk about three types of renunciation. First, 
pronunciation is kaya vivika and as kaya vivika means renunciation of everything yeah, that is within this kaya this kaya that's why that one refers to when you decide to renounce to become a monk when you become a monk you renounce everything your name your family members your belonging your property your wealth all you renounce means you give up you believe in your karma your faith you believe in going this way following this lineage uh, because you have to rely on your karma if you have enough dana parami if you have supported the sangha before then as a monk if you are sincere you have the virtue and the coming inheritance you will receive all this support that's why it's a synergy you understand so this is kaya vivika you renounce everything then you go and reside in a temple become a monk or a nun then you cultivate but then after you renounce physically your mind has a renounce <laughs> the mind still got a lot of attachment <laughs> So the next one the Buddha talk about citta viveka. Citta viveka. Viveka is renunciation. So mental renunciation. So the best way to renounce the mind is to seclude the mind. Is it? Put it inside. To go out. And that is what the first type of meditation is. Concentration. Samatha those what they call uh, uh, hermit <laughs> they go to the cave they reside inside very peaceful very calm and this mind doesn't go out so this internal mental seclusion is a second type of peace that you have the first type of peace is kaya viveka when you renounce the world when you renounce your own whatever love one so you got so much less problem Alessandra because you are peaceful you are now alone Alessandra. all your love on everything you renounce already but if your mind still got attachment then you haven't renounced the mind Alessandra. you are physically you renounce means your wife also no more your children also no more your wealth your property whatever no more your status everything also gone so that first stage of renunciation is supposed to bring about a type of peace because you are now in a monastic environment where the vicinity, the way place is more conducive for cultivation for you to develop your meditative experiences for you to cultivate for you to have the good start then you keep the precepts of a monk or none then when it comes to mental seclusion there is real peace within but this peace cannot live life in Asana. The Buddha say this type of peace cannot live life. It's not guaranteed. Every time you got problem, run away. Go to monastery or cave or become a hermit. Then seclude your mind again. So he said, unless you want to do that, it is not going to be a perfect solution. It cannot live life. If the Buddha have that type of peace, then he is not the Buddha. 
The Buddha's peace is different. He is peaceful anywhere, any place, any time, under whatever situation and condition. So he talked about the third type of peace, Upadi Viveka. He said there is a third type of peace born of wisdom, understanding. That's why you have to understand that type of peace is not renounce, uh, not not renouncing the world, not like letting go, don't want to attach. All these are not the correct understanding, because you renounce and develop that third type of peace through wisdom. Wisdom means when you understand, you are not deluded. You will not hold, you will not cling, you will not attach. Then what is there to let go? What is there to like uh, don't want to develop the attachment? Uh, that's why a lot of people don't understand. They say, I must practice letting go. <laughs> I must practice non-attachment. All these practices are the thought, knowledge. This is not wisdom intellectual reasoning this is not wisdom you just reason I must not attach if I attach I suffer correct isn't it? logical or not? very logical isn't it? then you believe this is the right practice or? so I practice non-attachment so next time my loved one anything happen to them I don't want to get involved non-attachment that is not the right way. The right way is the Buddha said, this form of mind is not real, understand? It's impermanent, dependent, originating, not intrinsic to you. Means this one is karmically conditioned, a vehicle and tool for you to come. And this is your karmic form of mind. And this is not you. The Buddha said, this is impermanent, non-self. If you attach and cling, it leads to suffering. Ah, this is the wisdom. When I have the wisdom, then I cannot attach. Understand? But I also know this one got karma, got duty. So I do my duty. That's it. I won't, I won't become afflicted or miserable. Understand? But I still will do my duty. Understand? I will still understand that there is such thing as spouse. I can love. Love my children. Love my spouse. Love my parents. Love my whatever, good friend. But without the delusion to cling, to attach. That's why wisdom free. Upadi Vivika is wisdom. Wisdom that allows you to understand that this form and mind is not real. Impermanent. Lead to suffering when you attach, you cling. And because it's impermanent, it's not a permanent unchanging entity where you can call this is me, this is I, that's why it's non-self. That's why it's empty, not real. It come and go. Condition arising, dependent originating. When condition is there, it exists, like you exist. Any of the supporting conditions cease, it cease. And you say that, who died? Nothing dies, separation of condition. So with that understanding as a supermundane, you are not afflicted. You will not be deluded by the phenomenal world, the world of consciousness. You are at peace. But you know your duty. This form of mind has its duty. That form of mind has its duty. 
you do what you have to do, that's it, without delusion. So coming back to technology, advancement of our evolution and all those a lot of people who don't understand, they always blame. They say, the television is very bad. Technology is very bad. They even last night say the handphone eh, caused a lot of problems. Some read the handphone crossing the road, pow, get accident. Then there's a lady, eh, use the handphone with the high heel, step on the flight of step, fall and die. And you blame technology. You can't understand. You like it or not, technology is here to stay. Understand or not? It's the user of technology. If the user don't develop the understanding and the wisdom, the user is going to get into trouble. It's like this form of mind. The user of this form of mind is what? You let the thought live your life. Then you become miserable. The thought is egoic. Have the self-delusion. It's not enlightened yet. But the moment you enlighten, this wisdom, yeah, the moment you awaken, there is this wisdom connected to this form of mind. And this is the one that will no longer be deluded. You can say this one is enlightened, but this one is not me. Understand not? This form of mind is not you. The wisdom connected will make sure this form of mind is not deluded. So the user is that wisdom. Understand not? If the user is without that wisdom, you are not enlightened yet, you are still a Putujana, then the user of this form of mind is deluded. That's why you get into trouble. You will create all the wrong thought. That's why before you are enlightened, you cannot have, technically, you cannot have right thought. You have all the right thought that you think is right, is right according to you, not according to nature's law. So. In order to diminish your ego and all those things, you need to straighten your view. The Buddha said, when your wrong view is no longer there, then your understanding of the Dhamma of non-self is automatic. Then it becomes wisdom. So when there is wisdom, you will know, he know me, he know you. But I also understand this form of mind is subject to karma. That's why this one cannot simply do things. That's why you've got right view leading to right thought, right speech, right action, and right livelihood. And likewise, that person also said, then I have to learn to accept things as they are, see things as they are. Means they are just the way they are. If they have delusion, deluded people will do deluded things. Then I realize I can be at peace. Yeah, I can accept them for what they are. I can accept the world as it is. Condition like that, things will be like that. Cannot be otherwise. Then I realize every time I see things as they are and accept the reality of the moment, I'm always at peace. The only time I am not at peace is when I cannot get what I want. When I want things my way, which is not nature's way or nature's law's way, then you suffer. And then you realize this is the universal truth. If I echo and flow with wisdom, means I understand, like the Buddha said, condition like that, things will be like that. Then whatever that arise, there are causes and conditions behind. And when condition and causes are like that, things will be like that. Cannot be otherwise. That's why whatever happens, I accept it as a nature's reality. It's no longer about right and wrong. This, this is nature. Nature's law. 
if the body is sick, is sick means I have not taken care. Understand? Then even no matter how I take care, huh, like that 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 body, huh, you can go and ICI, do all the 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 what the anesthesia and not not aesthetic. Huh. They they got this aesthetic technology. Huh. They they got doctor called aesthetic doctor. No no, I heard of it. No. Huh. You can go and do. Ultimately, whatever. You will go the way of nature, understand or not? Uh, yeah, they used to say, uh, luck chop means luck chop already, understand or not? Pay chop means pay chop already. You cannot make it back to 18, understand or not? <laughs> and you know, one of my classmates, I say, uh, you look at the pigment of the skin, cannot lie on. Yeah, this one is subject to sunlight, is it? That's why when he interview people uh, for work, uh, he put in their CV, uh, I'm 38. I, especially ladies, no. he look at the skin, uh, he knows these are more than such a one. <laughs> you have the pigment show. All this is part of nature, part of life. So when you understand, then you know how to live. So wisdom is very important. When there is wisdom, there is understanding. And understanding is not knowledge, it's not rigid. Understanding means, when I understand, no matter what the situation is, there is no suffering. Knowledge means, very rigid one. Uh, oh, this thing happened like that. Uh. you say, don't attach. Uh, don't cling. The Buddha say, non-attachment. Uh, then you apply knowledge. You go and try. That is your thought telling you, I don't want to attach. Uh. Means what? Ayan, suppress. <laughs> oh. Uh, means he scold me, he abuse me. Yeah lah. For my mind, for my mind. Uh. Let him do what he like. Uh. But you already unhappy inside. But you don't want to get angry. You suppress it. Uh. And there is delusion. Uh. Wisdom, no need to suppress. Just accept him for what he is. You can even smile and develop compassion towards him. And there is wisdom. Whereas the one that suppresses the emotional one, is not wisdom. There is knowledge. Uh, there's somebody very smart or they teach people hey, the Buddha say attachment is suffering no? you still attach uh. <laughs> without wisdom you will attach <laughs> and wisdom is not something you can learn <laughs> wisdom comes from awakening when you contemplate, reflect you awaken there is a second turning wisdom. When you listen, it impacts upon you, you awaken. That is the first turning wisdom. Then when you go through the meditative third turning, Bhavanamayapanya, when you insight into phenomena, you really awaken. That's why it's an awakening. It's not a knowledge. That through thought, through intellectual reasoning. No, that one is not wisdom. Wisdom is awakening. Through reflection, contemplation, hearing intensely with the spiritual faculty, then the silent mind, that insight into phenomena, and there is wisdom. And wisdom, when it arrives, is an understanding. It understands the whole thing. It's not one particular rigid thing. The, the nearest example I can give you is arithmetic. If you learn rigid through knowledge, is what? Somebody tell you. 4 plus 3 is 7. You become rigid now. 4 plus 3 only 7. You go to school, your teacher say 5 plus 2 also 7. He said, teacher wrong. Teacher stupid. 
Six plus one also seven. Teacher wrong. Teacher two. You are rigid, huh? Wisdom means understanding. Means I understand. Any of these number combined give seven. Then the answer is also correct. Ah, that is understanding. That there is no more argument at all. Ah, yeah, the teacher is also right. Six plus one is seven. Five plus two is seven. Ah, four plus three is seven. Then no more argument. But when it's knowledge, it's very dangerous. He said, "My father teach me four plus three. You know, why you say five plus two? Uh, you will argue." I mean, there is a very, very simple analogy, and people can be so rigid, you know, and they argue just because of that, you know, and they want to monopolize things. You know. He said, "The thing that is written in my holy book, you cannot use." <laughs> Because they say they own it, understand? That's why in this world you have a lot of these people with knowledge. Ah, uh, they create a lot of conflict, misunderstanding. Because they want to monopolize everything. They want to control everything. Then yesterday I saw on the news. Ah, uh, there was one building in Penang. Uh, how many of you saw with the light? Ah, uh, with the cross there. Yeah, they take from the sideway, and <laughs> the, the 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 two light on the top and the bottom missing. But if you take from direct in front, it become wang, understand? Ong, understand? If you take from the side, it become the subji pai, understand? Ah, then they say cannot too big. Ah, <laughs> yeah. A Christian building, ah. So non-Christian cannot buy the unit there. Crazy, yeah, because of the way the light light up. Uh. You know, the center piece is the core wall where the leaf and all those things is. So that light will be always on. Uh, so. Then it so happened they test that level, that 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 particular level somewhere in the middle. Uh. So they on all the light. Ah, uh. uh, there is like a subji pile. Uh. Uh. But the one at the top and the bottom also lighted. There yeah, is ground floor, and, but they take from sideways. Ah, uh. these two lines cannot see. You know, it become the cross. And people uh, can pick up argument just from there. That's why when you have knowledge, you become rigid. Because when you understand what what is that symbol, it's up to you to interpret. If your mind don't have dhamma, then everything is like wrong to you. That's why you will still hold on to right and wrong. Why can't you accept? The reality of the moment. If your religion is something that you think is very good, then well and good. Anasana means you don't have to worry what people do. Correct? Yeah. Just because what people do can influence you and make you not religious, means you yourself have to check what type of faith are you having. I can walk into a church. I can walk into anything. But my faith is still the same because I understand my teaching and I can accept every teaching. Understand? Or not? Because it's just the understanding. So if you don't have that type of understanding, you become rigid, and knowledge base is very dangerous. Where you interpret things through narrow angle, yeah. and we call this form dhamma. Understand? Form dhamma means you are. Been deceived by the world of form. Form has power over you, so you are more interested in outward dhamma, form dhamma. Means 
for people to see or whatever. I am spiritual because I acted out of it or I, I believe in the form Dhamma. I wear that that religious robe uh, or I have this label I'm a vegetarian uh, or I don't take this, I don't take but your mind you never take care. <laughs> This one you don't take care. Form Dhamma got no meaning, is it? Uh, that's why I say don't judge a person by his clothing <laughs> or external form. Because this external form is not what it is. You can't understand the mind if you are attached to the form. Then you discriminate through the form, like Krishnamurti said. You discriminate through race. <laughs> To identification with external form, man, lady, young and old, gender, everything coming. So duality all coming, uh, Chinese, much or whatever. But if you see beyond form, then we are not so much different. Really, a lot of those unnecessary division doesn't come into play, and we are more at peace. And we are like one and asana. But that mind still have views and opinion and belief system. That's why still got problems, still argue. That's why you have to see beyond form, beyond mind, then the true nature, the eternal nature. And then everyone is the same. All of humanity is one. The oneness nature. Then we do not argue anymore. Because one is all, all is one. You destroy nature, nature destroys you because you come from nature. That's, uh, that's why you don't pollute nature. When you pollute nature, nature destroys mankind. So this is part and parcel of the oneness nature. Karma is like that. You do out uh, the overall. Then the overall will do out to you. That's why you reap what you sow. Uh, you think you can cheat. Cannot, because this whole thing belongs to one, uh, the oneness nature. So when you understand this, when you radiate love and metta or goodness, that goodness from the whole of the universe come back to you. And you know how human beings pollute the world. Huh? You think only by urinating, defecating, and all those things you pollute the world, uh, or sneezing. The wrong thought you create pollute the world in the worst way, and as a, your anger, your hatred, your delusion, that one pollute the consciousness of the world. And that is the worst pollution. That's why the world, when it has a lot of deluded people, selfish people, angry people, violent people, the world is in chaos, war, everything. And the way you pollute the world, I tell you, can be frightening when there is delusion. But when there is wisdom, understanding, you actually become a blessing to the world. You become beautiful. You can touch the heart of living beings. And they can really open up. Just now, who say, uh, open up the heart? Uh, a chunk uh, open up the heart. That's why open up the heart has a lot of meaning. Uh, open up your heart. <laughs> uh, then they say, I, I receive a WhatsApp. Uh, that one also, is the wrong use of English are uh, very dangerous. The, my, my, my schoolmate from Alostown, uh, this guy, uh, he is a man. He was 
hanging is is whatever stuff uh, underwear or those things uh. yeah. then the neighbor also got one lady hanging her clothes everything uh. Uh. then he used the word you know, uh, English word uh, English his English not so good so he left a note to the lady next door no? he said when you remove your clothes uh, remind me to remove my underwear <laughs> he is not lying he said he said when you remove your clothes remind me to remove my underwear <laughs> the lady that's why they say English you have to be careful <laughs> so sometimes it's a joke you laugh <laughs> but if you don't look at it properly it can create big misunderstanding you go and tell the husband what is this guy of <laughs> oh 2.30 already okay so I answered your question huh? yeah, so any other question? Uh, so today, not bad, huh? Some good sharing. Uh, uh, that's why you all must thank Queenie and family. <laughs> sadhu, sadhu, sadhu. Uh, there are a lot of things that you can develop understanding through understanding the Dhamma. Yeah, our world is beautiful, really beautiful. I call it the golden age, the golden era. Uh, uh, and, and I really had a lot of joy because my nature know how to come during transition period uh, and we get to experience all this beautiful civilization uh, ah yes uh. First of all, I want to thank you once more time and I would like to ask all the Kalanjas to give you three bows to show our appreciation for holding this house dana for me. Queenie got some uh, speech for you. <laughs> uh, 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 <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 You're good, but I'm uh, not on. <laughs> ah, yes. Uh, so. I really feel uh, uh, like that, like that. I, I really feel I'm very happy, you know. Yeah, very blessed. <laughs> very blessed, actually. Uh, you should and thank Mei Xiang. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think it's really my good fortune yeah. to have uh, come to understand, yeah, the to teaching. have the chance uh, to cultivate the yes, Dharma. Yes, yes. Sadhu. Sadhu, sadhu, sadhu. At least you have developed the good understanding of life. So this life you have not wasted in the sana. Otherwise uh, really pitiful. During the sasana you come uh, and you don't have the condition to understand this teaching. Uh, 
then you die and so on. So in Hokkien they say gong gong lai gong gong ki gong gong lai gong gong tua gong gong jia gong gong si. Uh, everything also gong gong gong. Yes, abija deluded. But at least when you understand this teaching, you felt blessed asano, and you determined to have this understanding light after light because this is like the secret of life. This is going to make a big difference to your entire existence, not only this life, all of your future coming. That's why this style of teaching is given free, priceless, the only free lunch. <laughs> The rest are all not really free, <laughs> free with something behind. But the Buddha came and offered this teaching free. And you must have affinity with Triple Gem to receive this teaching. This teaching is rare, difficult to come by. But for those who have affinity, you can receive them. Mm. Very good. Sadhu, sadhu, sadhu. Yeah. Anybody got anything? To us or add. Uh. <laughs> ah, yeah. You must let Brother Tim take some photo because we need to put in our website. <laughs> Otherwise, we only got Queenie House Dana. No memory of anything. <laughs> uh. Do you realize the Kuan Yin statue is very unique? Huh? The face is so serene, uh, so different. Huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. This one. Yeah, 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 yeah. Both also very, very beautiful. Yeah. It does make a big difference yeah, to your house after today. <laughs> you can feel it. <laughs> That's why you should have more of this good vibration around. <laughs> <laughs> just now when I came in it was just normal yeah. but now it's so different <laughs> now the vibration here is so different <laughs> sadhu 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 <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay if there's nothing else shall we end uh, okay sadhu 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 okay we shall share Mary transfer Mary yeah. Yeah. Uh, book you keep already no no let me have a look I see whether I can help you to invoke some blessing for your house yeah those who want you can have it we can chant the sabetio no need you turn to page 14. Eh? Blessing, sharing of merits, seeking forgiveness, and making aspiration. Yeah. So we chant this one. Eh? Okay, page 14. Ready? Okay. Sabitiyo iwa chantu Saparogo inasatu Mate bawa tuan terayu suki diga yuko bawa bawa tu sabte manggalang rakan tu sabte dewata 
สัพเพบุตานุบาเวนะสัจจโสติปวันตุเตบาวตุสัพเพมังกลังรักกันตุสัพเพติวะตาสัพเพดัมมังนุบาเวนะสัจจโสติปวันตุเตบาวตุสัพเพมังกลังรักกันตุสัพเพติวะตาสัพเพสังหานุบาเวนะสัจจโสติปะวันตุเตนักตายกกบุตตานังปะปะกะระวิวารณะปาริตาสานุบาเวนะอันตัวเตสังอุปาดเวสัพเบิดาบาลาปะตาปะเชกานังชายมบาลังอาราหันตานังสัตเจนะรักขันบันดามิสัพโสอากาสัตตาเชบุมาตาเทวานากมหินดิกาปุญญังตังอนุโมดิตวะชิรังรักขันตุโลกาสัสนะอากาสัตตาเชบุรุมาตาเดวานากามะหินดิคาปุญญังตังอนุโมดิตวะชิรังรักขันตุเดสนังอากาสัตตาเชบุมาตาเดวานากามะหินดิคาปุญญังตังอนุโมดิตวะชิรังรักขันตุมาปรามเตเอตตาวะตาจำเอหิสัมปดันปัญญาสัมปดันสัพเพเดวาอนุโมดันตุสัพเพสัมปติสิดียเอตตาวะตาจำเอหิสัมปดันปัญญาสัมปดันสัพเพบุตตาอนุโมดันตุสัพเพสัมปติสิดียาอิตาวะตาจำเอหิสัมปดันปุญญาสัมปดันสัพเพสัตตาอนุโมดันตุสัพเพสัมปติสิดียาอิดังเมญาตินังโหตุสุขิตาหันตุญาเตโยดังเมญาตินังโหตุสุขิตาหันตุญาเตโยอิดังเมญาตินังโหตุสุขิตาหันตุญาเตโย Then you can chant the next page, huh? asking for forgiveness also. กายนาวะชาจิตเตนะปามาเดนะมายาคตังอาชายังขามาเมบันเตปุริปัญญาตตาเกตีอาเยนาวัชจิตเตนาปามาเดนามายาคตังอาชายังขามาเมบันเตอธรรมะ sorry สันติติกาอคาลิกากายนาวัชจิตเตนาปามาเดนามายาคตัง
อัจฉายังขามาเมสังหาสุปฏิปัญญาอนุตรังเดวอสตุกาลินะสัสสัมปติเหตุเชพิโตบาวะตุโลโกเชราชาบาวะตุตัมมิโกอิเมนาปัญญังขามนะมาเมบาลสมากโมสัตตังสมากโมโหตุยาวานิวานาปติยาสาธุสาธุสาธุโอเคโยกแอนเปรสไปตุทริปเจมเดมิเอ Thank you all, brothers and sisters, for coming to this house, Dana, and I'm very grateful to all of you. <laughs> sadu, sadu, sadu.